Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily for September 25th. I'm John McElroy and man, do we have a lot of news about hybrids and electrics today. As we reported yesterday, Toyota's going to come out with 21 models that can be ordered as hybrids. But that's because Toyota does not see much chance of success for electric vehicles in the short term. It says limited range and long recharging times are to blame and that a plug-in hybrid is a much better solution. Meanwhile, Consumer Reports finished its test drive of a Fisker Karma extended range EV and it trashes the car in its report. CR did like the ride and handling and interior materials, but they ran into problems with the car. They hated its touchscreen. They found it cramped despite its huge proportions and it only got 22 miles per gallon when running on its noisy gasoline engine. Tesla just launched a network of solar-powered charging stations to allow Model S owners to power up for free. The superchargers, as they call them, were developed by Tesla and a company called SolarCity. The company says a half hour of charging gives you three hours of driving at 60 miles an hour. And Tesla says the system will create more energy than customers will use, which means electricity will be put back into the grid. The stations are located in California, Nevada, and Arizona. By next year, the company plans to open them throughout the U.S. as well as in Europe and Asia. Chrysler announced that it is suspending testing for its plug-in hybrid program. Three of its 109 pickup trucks in its fleet equipped with 12.9 kilowatt lithium-ion batteries overheated. In the meantime, the company is upgrading its plug-in fleet with new batteries, including 23 minivans. The program, which started last year, is scheduled to end in 2014. Ford expects sales of the new Fusion Hybrid could triple in the U.S. market. According to the Detroit Free Press, the company is aiming for Fusion Hybrids to make up 15% of all Fusion sales. And of that, Ford expects a quarter of them to be plug-ins. Last year, hybrids only made up 4.5% of Fusion sales. But the new one is much closer in price to the gas model. The 2013 Fusion Hybrid is only $1,600 more than one equipped with a 1.6-liter EcoBoost engine with stop-start. The previous hybrid was up to $8,000 more than its gasoline counterpart. Hey, don't forget to join us Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our live coverage of the Paris Auto Show. We've got some great interviews with top executives and some great cars to look at. So join us right here at Autoline.tv for the first reports coming out of Paris. And coming up next, it's time for You Said It. You know why I pulled you over, ma'am? I need you to recalibrate the Doppler shift on the return signal. Radar's on the frisk. Do Sonata drivers know something you don't? The Sonata from Hyundai. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Kit Gerhardt is impressed with the fuel economy numbers for the Ford Fusion Hybrid. 
why does the Fusion and C-Max get such good EPA numbers? Do lithium batteries have that much more efficient charge-discharge cycles? Does Ford have more efficient motors or controllers? Well, Kit, that's a good question. Ford seems to trust the longevity of its batteries more than other automakers and seems to work them harder. But you only can do that if you have a good overall hybrid system. In any case, Ford has a lot of patents on its system and it really seems to have done its homework very well. XA351GT watched our Autoline This Week show on ethanol, but he doesn't seem to be sold on this fuel. Hmm, he says, so the drought will not affect the ethanol supply too much. So why then is the price of gas screaming towards $4 a gallon again? Also, if we import ethanol, isn't that defeating the purpose of a home-based fuel source? Well, XA, the price of gas spiked recently for two other reasons. Major maintenance on refineries and the fact that Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was beating the war drums about launching an attack on Iran. All that's blown over for the moment and now gas prices are starting to subside. As for importing some ethanol from Brazil, you need competitive pressure on American ethanol refiners to prevent them from charging exorbitant prices. Lawrence watched my review of Dakota EV and says, very nice and comprehensive report about this enigmatic EV with China origins. John, I am assuming they fixed the high frequency flashing of those tacky LED turn signals because you didn't mention them. You know, Lawrence, funny thing is, in all the driving I did in that car, I never noticed the front turn signals until afterwards when I was watching some of the video I shot during the event. Maybe that jerkiness of the flashers had more to do with the capture rate of the video than what you see with the naked eye. JB is interested in the report we carried yesterday on GM's new manufacturing process for spot welding aluminum. Will this new spot welding of aluminum be used for the C7 Corvette and upcoming truck lineup? Thanks in advance for your best guess. JB, we don't need to guess. GM has been secretly testing this process out on the hood of the Cadillac CTSV and the lift gate of the hybrid versions of the GMC Yukon and Chevy Tahoe. GM says it's going to start using this process extensively next year. And my guess is if you see any aluminum parts on any GM car going forward, it will use this new spot welding technique. Hey, thanks for all your questions and comments. We get a kick out of reading them. And besides, it forces us to think. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching and join us again tomorrow.